Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fansided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. And welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I'm Lee and with me is Todd. Todd, uh, a, lot, a lot of noise going on in the background. I'm not sure if everything's okay. Is there noise in the background? Is there really? There's a lot of static. Well, there was for a minute, yeah. Now you're oh, okay. staticky, but you got a little bit better. That was weird. Great, because great uh, way to start it, the podcast. Yeah, as soon as you started recording, because there was a little bit of a background hum the entire time we were talking in pre-pro high Ted for 32 minutes and seven seconds. And then it just went dead silent. And I thought, oh, no, it's dropped. And then you started speaking. Like, oh, yeah, it sounded like there was a cage falling. Um, oh, that's keep nice. Your, keep your chickens or something. Um, assuming that's what you do. No, I don't know if that's true. I keep roosters. Fighting chickens. Keep Worcester, Massachusetts people in there. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we've been off for a few weeks due to health issues. Nothing horrible. We're fine. Um, but we're back for your listening displeasure now. And exactly. um, we don't even have any Rob Gordon's. We're going to try to keep this show short because there's a game tomorrow and we don't want you to take up an hour of your time listening to the show. When the show's yeah, over, you immediately go into the game and yeah. you're late to the game and, and Percy Harvin has returned the kickoff somehow. So, or the new Percy Harvin. The new Percy Harvin. D. Eskridge, who isn't playing either. So uh, over the last now, couple of weeks. Happily, he has not quite the new Percy Harvin because he hasn't like attacked anybody in the well, like anyway whoever his wife was he attacked her yeah. that's why i got that's, the suspension for the first that's six true games. that's true that's true um but anyway in the last two weeks we've seen the seahawks win back-to-back 20 to 17 games uh Ooh, can you say that late, again? back-to-back 2017 there games. you go um with uh drew Touchdown pass was well. The drive was literally last minute, right? Yeah. Geno Smith started with a little over three minutes and wasted a bunch of time, as yeah. Geno does, before getting all the glory and throwing it to <laughs> Colby Parkinson, who then did the little pivot and and was able to make the layup for the win. I mean, the matchup there was was silly. And then what was sillier was showing so. Parkinson on the sideline. After scoring the touchdown, standing next to Kenneth Walker, and he made Kenneth Walker look like an Oompa Loompa um, because Parkinson's <laughs> so tall. I don't know if you saw that, but it's, uh, yeah. my uh, significant other was like, how tall is that guy? And I was like, he's 6'7", but he really made Walker look really short. Um, Parkinson, I think, is 7'14". He's, he's very yes, tall. 14, which is 8'2". Um, yeah. I can do math in my head. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice of him. He said he'd been waiting on that play for three years. Um, which is, yeah. which is nice, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, back to back the first time in what, 24 years, 
that that's happened. Is that correct? Am I making that up? You and Sarah both You're, wrote about that. You are not making that up. It's the first time in 24 years. And last time it happened, it was the my sort of Miami Dolphins. Dan Marino threw a touchdown pass in the last minute in game five. And a name that our six listeners should be familiar with, Damon Heward, threw the touchdown pass in week six. Just pretty crazy. So well, what's, what's crazier is who was the coach? Pete Carroll. <laughs> it was Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> now that would be weird. Um, I mean, it's what's really str- there's so many records coming out of this is, and uh, maybe we've got to talk about it a little bit, you know, because Gino gets so much crap from some people uh, that he's tied the NFL record with six, and you've written about it, and I think maybe mentioned it several times. Um, as you should. He has six come-from-behind touchdown passes in the fourth quarter or uh, overtime, which ties an elephant record and what no one wrote about, but I have. So maybe it's not right. But that means the Seahawks have the all-time record because you got to throw in Mr. Locks. So they have, as a team, they have seven come-from-behind touchdown passes. In the fourth yeah, quarter, overtime. Because Gino just refuses to be good for the first three quarters, and then pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, the, the thing, and I'm totally joking. Um, but people know, have have said that, yes. Oh yeah, I mean, it's I don't understand the love hate with Gino, and in the adoration for Drew Locke, or mm-hmm. you know, it's 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 weird. Either one of them is the quarterback. I want them to do well. If they're yeah, in the game, exactly. I want them to do well. Uh, they're the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks. I care about the Seattle Seahawks. I want them to win. I don't really care if Gino's winning or Drew's winning. I do think Gino gives them a better opportunity long term for for winning games. Um, Drew has played better than I thought he would when he got the chance to start in those two games. I agree. But I just don't understand. Neither of them. Drew was not perfect against the 49ers. That's a tough team to be perfect against and get, right. uh, unless you're Lamar Jackson. Um, and even yeah. he didn't. I mean, that was Brock no. Purdy throwing all those interceptions. And some of them his arm got hurt, hit while he was throwing, so it wasn't completely his fault. Yeah. But but Drew still did fine. Um, and then he did fine the next week, right? Um, and it wasn't – he didn't win the game. He didn't lose the game in that one. Right. Uh, I mean, he did, I guess, that final drive. He His grade gets augmented because of what he did mm. on that final drive. And, and to be honest, he – did he put some passes in harm's way? Yes. Mm-hmm. But but that pass to Metcalf was awesome. And the pass to JSN, JSN made a great catch on it, but it still was the right read. Did, I, did you hear about that whole thing before they broke the huddle yeah, yeah. with the play coming in? Go ahead and expound. No, just I, – I you can expound on that part. But to no, me, I was, like, that, that, was the one, that was the one good pass – one, I should say, excellent pass he threw. Because even no, the pass to DK – uh, it could have been a better pass, though. Uh, to, to me, Metcalf was the one who made that, as we talked in pre-pro, again, I did. Metcalf is the one who made that play. I mean, the the pass that he caught against his thigh as he's falling it down and he has to reach backwards for it. Was that a, was that a good pass? Or is that Metcalf no, bailing that's what him I'm out? No, he, he put, a, put a couple of passes right. in harm's way. Well, Metcalf even had a funny, he was like, oh, I was going for it and the ball just was there. I was like, I guess I might as well catch this. Yeah, I mean... Um, you know, the last pass, yes, that was an excellent pass. 
But the pass to Metcalf eh, is a good pass. But it, it was just where it had to be, though. It did split the defenders. Metcalf just had to catch the ball. Now, it's to be fair and to your point, Metcalf, if it had been Tyler Lockett, it would have been incomplete because Metcalf is bigger, stronger right. than Lockett or anybody else for most other teams. Yeah. So, yeah, if, if it had been throwing it to somebody else other than Metcalf, it would have been an incomplete pass. But it, it didn't when on the replay. The ball splits the defenders. Metcalf just has to come down with it and have the strength and awareness to know where he is on the field to make the catch. It's a great throw. I thought it was a great throw. But it was also a great catch. Both things can be true on that. Whereas, oh, for sure. True. The, the play against Geno's pass to uh, Metcalf against the Titans, that was a great pass and ended up being a great catch because he was being interfered with. He didn't have – he had one arm. Yeah. And then he was able to corral it. But it was kind of the – Different throws and different catches, but you know, one was a great catch and one was a great throw for both of them. Here's here's the thing that gets me, and also that gets you about this is that people will deride Gino. It's like, oh, well, yeah, but it's like it takes them three quarters to get going. It's like those are the same people who say, oh, they should be starting Drew Locke. It's like, and what did Drew Locke do in the first three quarters? Yeah, same game? exact thing. Yeah. What did he do on that? He was five for ten <clears throat> on that drive. His receivers bailed him out, and it's like. He was good. I'm not saying he wasn't good, and I'm not anti-Drew Locke. I'm anti this insane— I'm anti-Tyler Lockett. Every time they threw to him, it was incomplete. <laughs> Guys, lousy, shouldn't be on the run. I'm joking. <laughs> Every time they did throw to him, all the incompletions were to Lockett, weren't they, except for one? Most of them. It was or, 0 for know, 4 when, to Lockett. It was weird. When, when Lockett was wide open, was it the third quarter? And, and had the guy beat by like two yards and it's like, oh, I think I'll throw it five yards past him, which is what we see. And granted, we see that from Geno sometimes, too. But we see it more from Locke. Mm-hmm. And and that's my issue. It's like I'm not anti Drew Locke. I said when they signed him, I was happy they signed him because, you know, he gave Geno a battle to, for the starting nod to begin with when he first came in. So and obviously it's like, OK, this guy's decent. He knows the system. It's good that he kept him. Didn't cost him a lot of money. You know, it wasn't that, oh, Drew Locke sucks. It's like Drew Locke hasn't shown that he can do anything. It's like happily he's shown something now other than the two games when he stepped in before. And he was absolutely horrific. People seem to forget that. And they seem to forget that it's like eh, he hadn't really done much until finally on one drive he puts it together mostly and he's bailed out by the wide receivers. And again, it's not that oh Drew Locke sucks. If he has to if he has to start, okay, good, go for it, man. Yeah. But in no way can you look at his play and look at Geno Smith's play and say oh Locke's much better. It's like where, where well, is the people much who better? dislike Geno are just gonna always dislike Geno. There's nothing he can do right. What pass? Did, what pass did Drew Locke throw that Geno Smith hasn't done mm, six times? You know, well, when like, he threw that pass on. to Charbonnet that Charbonnet dropped, I've never seen that throw from Geno Smith. It was, what, three yards to his left? Never seen it. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway. Yeah. I'm happy. I agree. I'm happy that we have both players, and I'm happy that Drew Locke has turned out to be quite a bit better than he showed when he came in, you know, on spot duty. And I get that. It's like, okay, it's his first starting duty not even starting duty, to be coming in and, and taking the reins and is he resting i get that it's like on the other hand you're a backup you should be ready so jake, jake browning uh <laughs> joe flacco joe um, flacco 
my God, what yeah, I mean, this is the year of backup quarterback. So saying that someone yeah. and again, this is no diss to Drew Locke because I'm happy with what he was able to do. But for someone to make yeah. an argument, he's a backup. We've seen way too many times this year a backup coming in and Mason Rudolph and yeah. coming in and, and doing really well. So that yeah, that's sure. not a that's not a feasible excuse. Um, the other thing that bothered me just before we change subjects about the Geno Smith early in the game. Um, when the Seahawks weren't moving the ball, immediate social media reaction was, uh, I need to put Drew in. Are you watching the game? Because Gino has no time to throw the ball. Exactly. He was not the issue. It was the offensive line. Or the or the Titans, to be fair, the Titans' defensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were just overpowering the Seahawks' offensive line. There's nothing. They were, oh, Gino's not mobile. Where the hell do you want him to go? Where do, Where is he going to go? Where would Drew Locke go? It, it, it didn't make any sense. Well, you know. it was like, stop blaming the quarterback. Ah, I mean, it's like they're not perfect. Um, I mean, Patrick Mahomes isn't perfect this year. Who, who is perfect? I mean, you got right. Josh Allen out there. It seems winning games. He's running for more touchdowns than he's passing. Yeah. And, 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 and inconsistent. I mean, Dak yeah. Prescott's inconsistent. It's it, just give him a break. Jeez. Yeah, I I really don't know what. The expectation. Well, I know what the expectation is. Perfection. Perfection. Jinx. You know, it's like, and I'm glad to see, not that I dislike the Chiefs or Mahomes, but I'm glad to see that they're struggling because uh, to people who take a moment to think, it points out it is a team game. Yep. Like, if you don't have good offensive line, if you don't have decent, you've, you've got to have everything. You know, it's not a one-man show. No. So when you put Drew or Gino with the Chiefs receivers, they're not going to be that good either. <laughs> I mean, yeah, exactly. A, but if you add Mahomes to the, the, if you add Mahomes to the Seahawks and he has those receivers, great. But if he doesn't have any blocking, it doesn't do yep. any good. Exactly. It's still going to have the same issues as <clears throat> as uh, Russell Wilson. Has no, finally figured out. I'm glad you went actually, there. That's what I was trying actually, to get to. Actually, actually, I don't know if Russell Wilson has figured that out yet, but he should have figured that out by this point. That I feel bad for us, though. I mean, I, I, I don't. He I wanted do. this. No, no, wanted, I, I don't mean that. I mean specifically for that that incident with Sean Payton. I, Sean Payton's an ass. And I, I wrote yeah, an is. article about Russell Wilson. I haven't. We have another one coming out. I sat down this morning and wrote an article about Russell Wilson, thinking I need something to come out first thing tomorrow before we get into all the. Where's, what channel is the game on? And, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, <laughs> we're supposed to put out those articles and people read them because of the yeah. SEO hits. Yeah. <clears throat> but I needed something for like in the morning and I didn't want to. I had one kind of ready, but it was like, mm. so I started to sit down. I ended up being 1100 words and multi-page thing about Russell Wilson, about how he shouldn't come back to Seattle, which is how it started off anyway. Yeah. But I did say I, I felt. John, anyway, the article I wrote a few days ago, immediately after the news came out that Russell Wilson was going to be benched for the last two games, was definitely right. not pro Sean Payton, because I, I've always thought the guy was, a, he's old school Bill, Purce, Bill Parcells. Yeah. One of the reasons I love Pete Carroll is he isn't like those guys. He yes. doesn't on the sidelines throw his guys under the bus. Players want to play hard for Carroll, not because it's like they're getting paid to do so, but because they like Pete. Right. That's important. And that's one reason this team has won the six most games in the NFL since 2010. Players yeah. like playing for Pete, as we've 
mentioned, they come back. Richard Sherman comes back to help. He doesn't have to. He's not getting paid to do so, but he likes Pete. Then the game before uh, last game, you see him sitting on the sidelines talking to Pete before the game. Yeah. They're not talking football. They're just chatting. But but I feel bad for Russ because it's like, and and I'm sorry, I've heard this from other, from people like um, Mark, uh, Mark. What's the guy's name? Played offensive line for the Broncos. It's uh, Mark Cuban. Mark, uh, God, not Scherzer. You know who I'm talking about. He does uh, color commentary on NFL games. Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, he even he said this. Hey, he thought it was funny that Peyton was yelling at him. But I've heard this from Dave Wyman, who does the color commentary from the Seahawks. It's like you see that happen on the sidelines, and maybe it's good to do this. But instead of just taking it, scream back at the guy. Don't just yeah. take it. But that's how Russ is always. Unfortunately, in Seattle, it was clear that he was catered to, catered yes. to so much that he wanted to get Schneider and Carroll fired because he thought he was bigger than the team. I don't no. feel bad about him being benched or how his career has gone in Denver because no. he did deserve that. I do feel bad about him getting yelled at at the sidelines because he doesn't know how to handle that. But you know what? If that were Tom Brady being yelled at by Belichick, Brady's yelling back at Belichick. And the reason nope. is because there's that mutual nope. respect built. Oh, oh, Brady Brady leaves and proves what the success was well, really exactly. built on. Exactly. But you know Tom Brady's not going to just be, oh, I'm sorry. Right, yeah. Uh, and and I, I totally agree. I, I mean, some of the quotes that came out from <coughs> Peyton. This is turned Schefter. into the – there you go. <clears throat> yeah. Some of the quotes that have come out That's from Adam Peyton. That's Adam Schefter. Talking about Damn, how, still going to bug me. Mark somebody. Mark Schlichter. Um. Anyway, Peyton Arch Leister, that's who it is. Arch Leister. At, uh, let, me, let me get a beer here. Got a bet on this. While we talking about that. Um, <laughs> oh, we both went there. Um, as he's talking about how that, you know, the expectation of that, you know, the quarterback's going to be able to rattle everything off, and this is exactly how it does because you know this is how it worked with Drew Brees. It's like you do know you had Drew Brees, right? You do know this didn't work with other quarterbacks. Because Drew Brees could process that information that way. I mean, that's why Drew Brees was a Hall of Fame quarterback. And it wasn't because so much of the big arm. It's because of the way he could play, similar to And if he had stayed in San Diego, he would have still been a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. Or if the Dolphins hadn't been stupid and failed as physical. Um, I forgot all about that. Oh, my God. Oh, I never forget about that. Anyway. Um, because they would have had a rice jump into what they're doing now. Anyway, so yeah, Peyton's a total ass, but you know, and the not one Peyton Manning I, for the record, nah, Sean no, no, Peyton. John Peyton. The one thing I feel bad about this situation is the Broncos asking, um, <clears throat> excuse me, asking Russ to renegotiate the contract. It's like you're the dumbasses who gave him exactly. that contract. It's like, yep. of course he took it. And now you want him to change it because he's not performing up to par. It's like, you're the guys who signed, who thought he was the one yeah. who was going to put you over. And if and he you went and said, idiots. hey, I'm playing well, you need to pay me more, what are they going to do? You're going to be like, no, a player, yeah. he has every right. And I put that in the article tomorrow, which I, I purposely yeah. said, Russell Wilson at 100% right in saying, I'm, no, I'm sorry, you owe me this money. That's what the contract exactly. is for. Exactly, he's right. That's the only thing he's right in. But he's right. He's like, you gave him the contract. Now, admittedly, he did wait until the, the play clock was down to one before he made his comment. And then he kind of held on to his comment a little <laughs> bit too long. And then <laughs> One thing I think is odd about this is that he claims that they came to him in week eight 
after they beat Kansas City. Okay, so then why did they wait to bench him until now? And I'm not saying he's lying. Well, we, we may, they may have always known that. We don't, we don't know that, right? We don't know when. No, he claims Wilson, that. He's, he's claimed that in an interview that they came to him after week eight. No, no, I mean, he, I, I'm not disputing that. What I'm saying was we don't know when he knew he was going to be benched for the last two games. It could have huh? been weeks ago. Or it could have been when he went to Jody Allen and asked Carol. It could have been. But it's like, why did they wait? And 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 this has nothing to do with Wilson. This has with the incompetence of the of the Broncos organization. I mean, to begin with, they made they gave this gigantic contract to a guy who clearly was not at the peak of his powers anymore. We saw that in with the Seahawks. And I'm not dissing his play. He just wasn't as good as he had been. Basic no quarterbacks are usually when they're 33 years old, right? Especially his kind of quarterback. Exactly. He's not Tom Brady, and he's not Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Thank God. Well, thank God he's not Aaron he's Rodgers. He's more Justin Fields. But, well, yeah, true. Um, but they're the ones who had to gut their team to afford Wilson. It was like, what is their main failing other than they can't run their offense? And this is one of the weird things. It's like Wilson's has decent rating this season. His passer and, and, rating, and his quarterback and, rating is not. And, and, and the ratio of TDs to interceptions is good, but but the offense sucks. It does, but let me – and then part of it is Wilson. So let me – I'll just jump in here real fast because I was – when I was writing the article that comes out tomorrow, I was thinking he does hold on. He's, he has always and, – yeah. and part of it is because I've seen some so many different polls on social media saying, should the Seahawks bring Russ back? And – you know, oh, I've seen Jesus. one post that's like, oh, tons of them out there. And Brock Hewitt yeah, had know. one, and he got yeah. like 25% responses. We're like, yeah, they should. And so I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> no. Um, Unbelievable. Yeah, so my article tomorrow is really about like, um, or Sunday, whenever you're listening to this, is really about we got the head and the heart, right? You're thinking with the heart, not with the head. You've got an aging quarterback who's lost the ability to win the way he did when he had a good defense and he was able to run around more. He's not going to, just like Derek Carr, who had, I don't know yeah. if Jarrett Stidham is going to different teams being like, hey, I'll play for your last couple of games of the year. And be like, okay, well, I'll bench a quarterback. Here. But because um, the same thing happened <laughs> last year with the Raiders and Derek Carr, he, Stidham came in. But when Derek Carr left, he signed $40 million a year. Yeah, Russell Wilson is not going to go in, even though he's getting paid by the Broncos, not going to go to another team and be like, I'll give you a discount because I'm already. No, 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 no. That's not how life works. No. Um, he's going to want $40 million a year, right? He's going to want $35, $40 million a year. Well, Seattle, Seattle already has a quarterback at $31 million a year who's just as good as Russell. I, I'm sorry. Chino Hayes. Well, last year, he definitely was better. And and this year, I'm glad you brought that up. So when he's, I was, better this, he's better this year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad you brought that up. So while the interception to touchdown ratio isn't any better, when I was looking at the passer rater, passing passer rating, Wilson is like I think seventh in the NFL, but passer rating only is very simple. But when you do yeah. overall QBR, that incorporates how many times or well, how the distance you're throwing, how many times you're sacked, how many times you're holding on to it, everything else about the game, which is more important. Guess where Russell Wilson rates as far as true qbr for this year uh wild guess i'm gonna say 23rd 100 percent correct 
Guess where Geno Smith ranks? <laughs> is he really 23rd? He's 23rd. That's how far he drops. <laughs> yeah. Because he holds on to the ball too long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he takes bad sacks. And he doesn't know. He always, yeah. even when he was in Seattle. I mean, last year, they were the crowd was having to chant down the, the play clock. That's embarrassing. Yeah. But that's always been his MO for some reason. That's not a coaching thing. And, that and happened when shocked. he was with Seattle and Denver. Yeah, and they're shocked that it happens in Denver. That's what's hilarious about it. Yeah. But um, Gino's QBR, where do you think that is? I don't know, seventh. 14, which is very okay. good, top half of the league. But 14 is still, yeah, 14 is still good. It's better than Russell. A lot better so, than Russell. Yeah. So the the point the point of it is, you're not, why would you bring Russell Wilson, an older <clears> quarterback, <throat> Gino, if you want to keep Gino for another year or two? Um, and they're going to do that, 12s. I'm sorry, the Seahawks are not going to draft a quarterback in the first round next year. They're just not. First of all, Pete Carroll has, has spoken about how much he likes Gino. Gino's a good enough quarterback to win games and get you to the playoffs maybe twice in both the years he started. They win their next yeah. two games, they're in the playoffs. If they lose one of them, they could still make the playoffs. Yeah. But And and Drew Locke probably is going to sign elsewhere just because of the money. I don't think he's a bad guy or anything, but if somebody off, I don't know if he's going to be a starter, but if somebody says, hey, come be a backup for $8 million, that's more than the Seahawks are going to pay. He, but, he, he can be a starter on several teams. He could be, yeah, if he gets a chance. But Gino is younger. Russell Wilson still, he's got less mobility, which was the whole point of how good he was in the first place. He uh, is going to cost more than your starting quarterback. It, none of it makes sense. None Gino, of it Gino's, Gino's younger and has a lot less miles on the tread, as they say. Because This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. He's got less uh, hits because he's yeah. played less. <clears throat> and plus, he's, here's, he's here's the, the main thing, though. The, the main thing is, I have not heard anything from Russell Wilson saying, sorry, I tried to get you fired. There's, I mean, Pete valued Exactly. Him, and there is exactly. no way exactly he's bringing that guy back. To. You said, you said at the beginning, it's like, okay, you, you can look at it with your head or you, with your heart. It's like, if you're looking at it with your heart, that's an even bigger reason not to bring the guy back. Exactly what you just said. Yeah. Well, he tried to get the GM. Looking back on the, on the last decade and thinking, Oh, we won all those games. Russell Wilson was a quarterback. Of course, they're not thinking. Was a cornerback and Michael Bennett yeah, was involved. Yeah. They're not. They they seem to have forgotten the fact that he tried to get the GM and the coach fired because they didn't play what he wanted. It's like he wanted to be able to put up his stats. Yep. That's what he wanted. And it's like, okay, that's the guy you want, the guy who puts himself first. Yep. You're not thinking with your heart either then. Like they may be looking back, you know, through the, like the nostalgic glasses. Of, oh, he was the quarterback. Like you said, it's like Russell Wilson was the quarterback on the winning team. Russell Wilson was not the reason that that team won a Super Bowl and went back to the second one. It's like, yeah, mm. yeah there's if I mean, I if mean, you're going to get the credit for winning that first Super Bowl, which is stupid, it's then stupid. all the blame for the loss on the second one goes to him, too. He did throw the pick. Yeah. I mean, you can't have well, it both no, ways. That was Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll called the play. I, I hate seeing that all the time. You know? It's like, 
No, Pete Carroll did not call that play. It's like, could he have changed it? Yeah, but I mean, right. you can't look at it back <clears> in <throat> that kind of hindsight and think, well, you know, I've given Bevel here all the uh, the benefit of the doubt all season long. I guess mm-hmm. in this one call, I'll change it. <clears throat> right. But because that play had worked, what, almost every single time there had been no interceptions on that play, it was just. It shouldn't have happened. There were so many things yeah. that went wrong on that play. Yeah, yeah. hindsight. Wilson is... shouldn't have thrown the ball was one right. of them. And because of there was no open thrown the ball there. That's what, my, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it's what what kills me is like they have very selective hindsight. It's like, oh, look at what he did. That was right. And it's like and you're missing the things that he's done wrong. Yeah. And especially like you said, it's like and just use your brain is like, why would you get literally what you said? A quarterback who's much older, has much more mileage, and plays at a lower level and would want more money. Like, hmm, let me check off all those wonderful reasons to bring Russell Wilson back. And yeah. then throw in the fact that he threw the entire management structure under the bus and yeah. thought he was more important to the team. It's like, and, and when he went to Denver, he totally saw it in a different light because he had his own office. Yeah, I point that out too, which Sean Payton. Does. Yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine being Pete Carroll and John Schneider, and e- even entertaining uh, the idea of and it's not yeah. their money, remember, but even entertaining right. the idea of bringing Russell back, and then you go to Jody Allen and say, "What yeah. if we bring this guy back for thirty-five, forty million dollars?" At that point, she might start thinking, "Why do What's you wrong? guys have jobs here?" Because yeah, yeah. Remember two years ago? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense. And, I mean, again, Russell Wilson had – he was he's the best quarterback in Seahawks history. His stats prove that. Absolutely. He's not, not the reason they won a Super Bowl or even made it back to the Super Bowl. If anybody watches the Green Bay – he threw that wonderful pass to, to curse at the end to win the excuse me, <coughs> NFC Championship game. Yeah. And that was a great throw. He threw four interceptions in that game. One of them was his fault. The other one literally bounced off Curse's hands. Can't blame him for that. But if anybody watches that game and thinks, oh, Russell Wilson brought us back, just look at what the defense is doing to Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are not scoring. He's under immediate pressure because that defense is so good. The defense is what won him the Super Bowl and got him back to the Super Bowl and kept them relevant for so many years. And then... When they yeah. made the change of Russell, like, okay, now we're going to change your offense so you do throw uh, almost as much as Aaron Rodgers, even though you're not Aaron Rodgers. And I don't like Aaron Rodgers, neither of us do. Yeah. But he's a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. He's yeah. also more of a classic quarterback than Russell <laughs> Wilson. But when they made that change to we're going to throw the ball more, the the offense changed. You had you held the ball less. Even though you, you were moving the ball, you had these splashy plays. That happened. The defense was on the field more. You had some, a slightly aging defensive group, which got older as a, uh, as the seasons went on. You're not changing the offense so that you're not running the ball enough where you're eating up clock. That's still an issue. They still don't hold on to the ball well uh, long enough, even though they've changed yeah. offensive coordinators. I mean, they still run it like, what, six most? And people think Pete wanna, wants to run the ball all the time. I think they throw it the six most in the NFL. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it makes no sense. When yeah. we were... Well, yeah, we were talking about a, a preview of when we will have our uh, 
Rob Gordon. So we were talking about dream jobs. We'll do that in like another, another show. And one of my dream jobs. Oh my ties, gosh, I forgot all about that. Wow. Ties, ties into that. Well, it was like eight years ago when we first talked about that. So, <clears throat> but again, we'll do it on the next show. But one of my dream jobs ties into that because we've talked about that a lot. How the fact that it's like everyone views Pete as like, trainer? Oh, all he wants to do is run the ball. Trainer for the Seahawks? That's what I want to yeah. do. Damn, we can both be trainers. You know, it's just it's just the fact that. Cool new trainers. For, <laughs> for, a, for a guy who wants to run the ball, he don't run the ball much. I mean, yeah. They really don't. And anyway. And they should have because they've had so many drives this year where it's like, oh, we'll start the second half with three straight passes. Yeah. Like, well, run the ball. Um, so I guess uh, moving back to the game against the Steelers, yeah. K- speaking of running, Kenneth Walker is going to be a game time decision. Um, the, yeah. the issue, Scary. it's weird because the Seahawks, or Seahawks, the Steelers are not, they have a good defense. Yeah. They have a good um, pass defense, but they're missing at several, like Patrick Peterson starting at safety for the second time ever. Um, and they have a good pass rush, which of course helps the pass defense, right? Right. But they aren't that great at stopping the run. So Kenneth Walker being out, which theoretically could happen, is going to hurt really, the team. Really hurts. Yeah. I mean, Zach Charbonnet, maybe Kenny McIntosh. Remember that guy who hasn't played really at all this year? Maybe yeah. he'll get a chance. Maybe. Um, Adrian Peterson's back. No, I'm making that up. But, I mean, Charbonnet has to be, <laughs> has to be the guy. Um, at this yeah. point, if, if Walker's out, but you have to run the ball a lot versus the Steelers simply because you got to keep their pass rush yeah, at home exactly. more, and they are susceptible to which, running which the ball. Which is a big point of running the ball is is to strike that balance, so they have to respect the run, so that oh, you have. Wrong. See, if they so, get a good pass rush, you throw it more, so they get yeah, tired by the fourth quarter. That's why that's the Seahawks what, have won the last two games because they were just tired by the last drive. Because somebody you know, somebody's going to hear that and think that makes sense, yeah, which is the sad part. The the Seahawks don't there stat out there that the Seahawks throw the ball outside the hash marks more than any other team. Yeah, and yep. it, which is I like yeah, Pete Carroll's response to that on his mor- Monday morning. Yeah. He's just like <laughs> so. It's like well, it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, yeah. who cares really? Right. Uh, you throw yeah, outside I mean, the hash marks. Why? Because you've got JSN Lockett and Metcalf. Right. Yeah. Although like, if, if they threw it to the middle of the field, maybe you get. They seem to be throwing more to the middle of the field now, too. But, uh, oh, well, Tom Wilkinson has passed away, by the way. No, that's not good. That's not good. Um, the actor or the coach? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the actor. <laughs> that is sad. But if you establish the run, you're going to give those receivers just a tick more time to get clear, which is why they're able to throw yeah. the deep ball as effectively as they are. And they'd need to do exactly. a little more of that running to set that up. So you've got Patrick Peterson, who's not used to playing safety back there. You run the ball yeah. enough to where he has to think, which is what you want. You right. want to you want any player out there thinking, because that slows them down a half second, as you just said. Yeah, exactly. So if Peterson's thinking, Oh, they might run. I might need to cheat. Then that's going to open up, should open up the, deeper part of the field for, for DK Metcalf or JSN. Yeah. But Lockett's not that kind of receiver anymore, really. Um, I mean, he does every once in a while, but Metcalf's your guy, and JSN has proven to be better and better. But if Patrick Peterson's having to think, oh, they might be running, I might need to, then there's Yeah, exactly. Hopefully he'll play as effectively as Jamal Adams had in the past few games when he was actually on the field. 
See, I don't, when he played, he went home that night a couple weeks ago and played Tecmo Bowl. And from my understanding, he did really well in that Tecmo Bowl. Use Bo Jackson. That makes um, well cheat code. The living, the human cheat code, Bo Jackson. Yeah, and then uh, I think he put himself on the field and he did well. I, th- I think I think what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's Adams. Adams. It was funny. He practiced in a limited fashion, and then in the press conference yesterday, when they asked Pete Carroll, he was like, "He's out." Yeah. Yeah, he's out. Okay, well, uh, can we ask? It's like, I, I don't want to talk about it. Basically, is what he said. It's yeah. Like, something is happening there where he well, is not going to be back next year. Yeah, thankfully. because, yeah, <clears throat> and I've been a major supporter of Jamal Adams. You have too. I think I've probably lasted longer than, than you did in this. And, True. Uh, but, you know, the, the leaving leaving the team, not being there for the game, that to me, that's the last thing. Is like, yeah. com- compare what, hap- what happens. What happens if two- that's Sean Payton as your head coach, <laughs> right? No, I'm, I mean, or Bill oh, yeah. Belichick. Yeah, I mean, compare compare what happened with between Adams and Gino, which I, I did in an article. So I was talking about you know how they both reacted, similar situation. Oh, you're not going to start, and Gino was pissed. Gino himself said he was pissed. And, of course, he went home, took his ball and went home just like Jamal Adams. Oh, no, he stayed and encouraged his teammates and helped his teammate and helped him figure out what to do next. Talking about Drew Locke, actively helping the guy who's playing in his place. Gino was a true teammate. I mean, that last yeah. drive, like with the whole oh, God, yeah. fake uh, putting on the backpack. Thing. I mean, that was just because he's doing that. A, a great teammate does that kind of stuff, not to be like. I've got this clipboard in my hand. Do you understand mm-hmm. the play? He's actually helping Drew be relaxed in that yeah. situation, which is much more important. Drew notes the play. Yeah. But it's just like if you can have somebody over there who you feel like has What did be okay. he say? Before that play, he says, you're the best player on the field. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's except so like for that. JSN. That's what he said. <laughs> you're the best player. Except for, and if JSN gets single coverage – Throw the ball to that guy. That's what he did. We've toasted James Bradbury five times on this drive. Okay. <laughs> how do you feel? How bad do you feel if you're Bradbury? It's like if I guess they're going against me again. Oh, same again. Same as Avery. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like like that guy got smoked. Poor, poor yeah. that's a, I feel sorry for. Every, but, I think every completion was against Bradbury against the Eagles, wasn't it, on that last drive? Yeah. Like, okay, this guy's singled up. That's where we're going. Uh, or compare how Reek Willing com- uh, reacted, right? He's a basically benched, and then comes back the week after, and is like, who, who, who makes the big play, which hasn't gotten as much notoriety, Agreed. lays the dude out, and keeps the clock running, yep. and knew what he was doing because he's winding the clock for the refs. Yeah, when I was watching like, the when I was watching the game and and he hit him, it was like four seconds left, right? When a five yeah. four or five seconds left, when he, I immediately started celebrating because I was like, okay, he's inbounds. And then yeah. I was the other person that was watching, not my significant other, but the other person yeah. was her brother was watching the game yeah. with me. He seemed to not understand what was, and I was like, he stopped. He purposefully stopped his momentum. Yeah. So because of that, he is inbounds. I mean, he theoretically could have bounced off, but he didn't. I mean, even Woolen almost knocked himself out on that play. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, Woolen may have had his best game. Um, and, and 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 last week. So so did Woolen just pout when it was like, no, he came back ready to work. 
And you'd written before, I don't maybe I don't know when it was. It Last year, two years ago. ago. <laughs> it was a little more recent than that. Talking about how Woolen was basically being benched or Woolen needed to pick up whatever the circumstances were because he's playing afraid because he got hurt and he's not playing just with abandon. And he's playing because he, he, the way he's playing is like he's playing because he's afraid he's going to get hurt. So he's not hitting as hard as he used to. It's like he got over that. Yeah. He got over that in a big way. It's like like you said, he hit him so damn hard he almost knocked himself out. Yeah, and, and the <laughs> basic reason was he wasn't he wasn't think overthinking the play. Right. Exactly. He, he, he just he, knew what he I mean, he to... may have thought, well, if I gotta hit this guy, I'm gonna make sure he stays in bounds, but that's a reactive thing. And right. that's that was the issue before, is that he was, you know, as he was yeah. playing hurt. Last because we saw it last yeah, year. He, he would he would be a little bit like Devin Witherspoon, who may or may not play tomorrow. Yeah. It, you know, he he saw a guy, he would crunch a guy. Oh, this year, yeah. and I kind of don't blame him. He's a young guy. He's got his whole future ahead of him. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to get hurt. Like that's you said, cost me millions of dollars. I'm a fifth round draft pick. I'm really not making that much money. Or, and I will in two years, but I, only if I'm stay healthy. Or lose him an entire season. I was like, he is yeah. playing with a guy in the defensive backfield who's done that after all. So and I'm sure he's mindful of what's happened with Adams, right? But when he had to make the play, it's like no hesitation. And that's what you need. Yeah, as opposed to like Julian Love, who's like, I got a baby on the way. I'm going to pick this ball off. It's like, (laughs) because that's how he was playing, right? That's that's how Julian Love has played. He's played fearlessly the last three weeks. And that's been a humongous difference in the the defense. Both of those interceptions in that game. But uh, that last interception was like, dude. And he said, he said, I saw this. I saw what was happening. I'm 20 yards away, but if I run back, if I sprint, I can pick this ball off, which is yeah. exactly what, and Trey Brown doesn't get enough, no. you know, respect for whatever I mean, he had ball out coverage on, yeah, on downfield on that play yeah. on, on AJ Brown, who's one of the best receivers, arguably the best receiver, pure receiver. I mean, Tyreek Hill does his own thing, but it's, I mean, he's great, but it's partly the system, right? But AJ Brown might be the best pure receiver in, in the league, but Brown was all over him. Yeah, that pass was incomplete either way. But yeah, Love picked it off, and he maybe he did have some pass interference on the first interception, but they they let that stuff. I mean, heck, if it wasn't called pass interference against Metcalf when the guy literally is holding his arm, yeah, against, exactly. So exactly. anyway, that's that's our that's our show. You have any have a prediction for week seventeen? Uh, twenty to seventeen, of course. Twenty, yeah, last minute. I hope it's not a last minute touchdown. <laughs> no, I, we don't need. <laughs> those last minute things it's like oh my god can we please win the game like yeah i, I mean have... last uh, two weeks ago it was just me i was just watching the games it was so late in the east yeah. eastern time it was so late um and west coast it was it was still a late game right it ended late and so i was kind of watching the end by myself which is kind of fine because i'm like you know i'm i'm so focused on i have to tweet and then i'm yeah. i've tweeted less because screw elon musk but you know i'm also watching <laughs> the game um, but then this yeah. last one, um, I ended up watching it with Eric, a significant other's brother, but because she had left, she was like, I can't watch this anymore. And, she, and so she was in the shower, so I had to knock on the door. Seahawks won. How? That's how she's, yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> thankfully I still yeah. had it on. I was Ow. able to rewind what happened, but I'm yeah. like, that's, that's, uh, that's the perfect reaction to yeah. someone who's a new 12 or any, any 12s. Cause it's like, as yeah. you've sent out that, that 
one little graph several times, which is 100% correct as far as, oh, the game started. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. Oh, they won. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. I don't know the who life of a Seahawks that, fan. But it's exactly right. It's exactly yeah. right. Well, I, I think you reproduced the graph of on, on one of the articles from, I think it was from the Eagles game, of uh, their, the, winning, the chance of winning. And it started off somewhat Eagles, and then it went higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher and higher. And then it's like, oh, look. Like there's 12 seconds left. Boom! It's 100% Seahawks. (laughs) Literally the entire game until the last few seconds, and well, the Seahawks won. It's like okay. Kind of reminded me of that uh, years ago when Joshua Dobbs. Poor Joshua. Yeah, what a weird year he's had. He should write a book about it. He's smart enough to write a book about it. But he should do that. He should. But when he was a quarterback of the of Tennessee, and they were playing Georgia, and they won the game. And what what happened? Georgia threw that late touchdown pass with like how was there thirty seconds left maybe, and then yeah, Dobbs throws that fifty yard touchdown pass and the and somebody on Twitter genius put up a picture of a Tennessee fan and then a Georgia fan both of them like moping and said these pictures are twelve seconds apart. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. And it's like yep, that's yep. that's. That's how a Seahawks fan feels like. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I, have I mean, every week. yeah. And I don't know if there's such a thing as as universes looking down on me. I I have moved from the couch to the chair where I write the recaps and the articles twice. And st- I last week I'd never done this before. Last week, because it was the Titans, I wrote a headline, kind of started the actually wrote three paragraphs of before the game of uh, Seahawks beat the uh, beat the Titans in week 17, blah, 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 or week 16, blah, blah, blah. And so late in the I was like, okay, well, I've got to get this article out as quickly as possible. So I revamped everything. I've moved to my chair. And then that happens. And the same thing happened in the Eagles game. I moved to my chair and then good things started happening. I think I should just start watching the games from this chair. It's not Murph's chair because there's no more. I was just going to ask, is it Murph's chair? Yeah. yeah, Maybe. I mean, I hope it's not Murph's chair this year. But um, no no offense to Bailey's Abbey. But um, yeah. And then then I had to read. I was like, screw this. It's like, I'm, I'm never doing this again. I'm never just, I mean, I've got to get those articles out as quickly as possible because, you know, it's recaps and stuff. But yeah. it's, at the same point, it's like, this is too hard. This is too, emotionally, it's too, too hard. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I've done that a couple of times. It's like started, you know, like the same thing. And it's like, and both times, like, uh, okay. Although one, I think that I thought the Hawks were going to lose and they won. And the other one was the, uh, the reverse and they lost. It's like, mm, I'm not even bothering <laughs> with that now. Well, there's a negative Clint article, uh, Clint Hurt article that I wrote that I have moved three straight weeks. And by the time I'm going to have to look at it and be like, I don't even know what I wrote. Actually, the original title was the because the Eagles made that change of being uh, bringing Matt Patricia. He looks like yeah. a genius after that, doesn't he? Stupid yeah. Patriots. More Bill Belichick than Patriots. But because um, Patricia is and none of his coaches have succeeded. Right. I mean, so that should no. say something. But anyway, well, because was, yeah, they're not quarterbacks. That's yeah, the, they would have to be quarterbacks from from the Tom Brady quarterback tree. It's like yeah, the, yeah. There's a reason his, his his coaches don't succeed because the coach is not a successful coach. Exactly. Not 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 in his own. He's not. But I, but I, I wrote an article before the Eagles game saying the Eagles make a change that the Seahawks are afraid to, and then the Seahawks win, and the defense is fine. And then I was like, right. okay, maybe I'll move it to next week if the Titans pull off a surprise win. 
<laughs> oh, they're running the ball all over the Seahawks in the first half, and then in the second half yeah. they don't. I'm like, okay, I'll move it again. So there's, I might just, might as well just move it to next year. I was gonna say, just save it for some point next year. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening. That's our show, and uh, go Hawks tonight. Why are you the worst? This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.